Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. I hope you're doing very, very well on this fine whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azarin the Language Nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube, but also secondarily on medium.com where I do weekly blog posts every Sunday. And occasionally when I feel like posting, I also make content on Musical.ly and on Tumblr. My username on all these platforms is exactly the same. It is at polyglotazrin, that is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z or Z, depending on your country, R-E-N. And welcome to another podcast episode. I'm very, very excited to be recording this one here. And I want to jump right into the meat and potatoes, right into the main the main topic of today's episode. Uh, I don't have a lot of life updates or anything really that I want to share, nothing crazy going on that I want to talk about. So let's just jump right in. And I want to talk about a topic that has been on my mind for a little bit of uh, a little bit of time now, which is the evolution of language and the evolution of writing. One of the things that just fascinates me, I think it's so interesting, is how writing and how language as, as a whole actually evolves over time. For example, let's look at like spoken language. You know, it's so crazy. Um, I have a friend from Peru, right? And she's from Lima. And she now lives in Canada and Calgary where, where I live. And one, we were having a conversation a couple of months ago where she was telling me that if, when she goes back to Peru, when she goes back to Lima, when she goes back to Arequipa, which is where she's from, when she goes back, people will be like, whoa, where are you from? Or like, oh, are you from here? Or like, oh, why do you talk like that? And she's like, what do you mean? My friend's like, what the heck? What are you talking about? She's like, I'm from here. But people notice it. They notice a different accent. They notice she 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 puts her words together slightly differently. She doesn't use maybe the more current slang. Also, similarly, my friend will often notice, uh, especially when she's in Lima, um, when she's in Lima and she'll talk to her friends, her friends will often say things. And my and my friend is always like, is always like what does that mean? I've never heard that expression. Like, what? And my friend's friends in Lima are always like, what? You don't know that? What the heck? And the reason this happens is because a little known fact, or rather, maybe not a little known fact, but maybe if we look at the average population, I think a lot of people don't realize that language changes very quickly. Like literally, let's look at the following. Let's look at a couple examples. If I say to someone who's my age or a little bit older, okay? And I say something like, I don't know, oh, stop being such a Monica. What the heck, what's going, why are you being like a Monica? A lot of people, would understand the reference that I'm making to Friends. The Friends, the TV show, right? The character in Friends named Monica and her personality, right? So maybe they're being really like super duper anal about organization, about how a room should be organized and where the couch should go. Like, like that kind of reference, there's a good chance of that reference making sense. Maybe it won't, but there's a good chance that it will. But literally, if I talk to someone who is, I don't know, seven years younger than me, I'm 25 going on 26, if I talk to someone who's 17, 18 years old, and I make that reference, there's a good chance that they will not understand that reference. And the reason is that they were born in probably call it year 2000, 1999, like somewhere in there, and they missed the boat on friends. Like by the time that they were even remotely close to an age where someone might enjoy the TV show Friends, even if like, a, let's say a 14 year old liked the show Friends, even if someone like that, they might be, this might be 2014 now. They're not going to watch a show from the 1990s in 2014, right? Like they miss the boat and maybe they catch it, but still it's not the same. And so the media 
really influenced our language. And not just spoken language, by the way, a lot of our body language too. Like recently, there's a Black Panther, uh, Black Panther movie that came out. And for those of you who've seen it, um, you know, one thing you may or may not have noticed more in typing and texting. I mean, I haven't seen, maybe it happens, but I haven't seen too much in like, you know, in the physical, in like physical actions. But one thing I've noticed is people using the emoji of someone crossing their arms across their chest, because that's a thing that they did in like Wakanda in the Black Panther movie. And so that influenced our written language. That's influenced the emojis we use and the meaning behind that emoji. And so the media, and it's not just media, right? Media is just one example I'm giving, but there's a variety, there's so many different things that influence how languages evolve. And often I'm using media because it's such a prevalent example. It's such a big thing that influences how we use language, right? Sometimes there's this one big moment that happens and it, and it, and it really impacts how we speak and the types of expressions and the language that, that we use. It's just common. It's so, it's crazy. And there's so many things that influence it, right? And I don't know, it, it's just one of those things that makes me wonder because a lot of people, um, and I probably shouldn't say a lot of people, but I know that some people that listen to my podcast, watch my YouTube videos, my Instagram content, my Snapchat, my blog posts, etc. right? A lot of people that engage with my stuff, you know, a lot of you speak maybe two, three, four, like multiple different languages at varying levels. And what interests me a lot, or one thing that I question is how often have you hit the reset button? What I mean by that is perhaps, yes, you speak French. You learned in school, you, maybe you traveled, maybe you, whatever, you've learned French, fantastic. Maybe you really felt comfortable in it four years ago, five years ago, whatever. How long has it been since you have really refreshed your French, learned some of the new expressions, learned the things that have changed over time, learned the new cultural references that people talk about, like Black Panther or whatever is going on. When is the last time you did that? When was it? Because language is evolving so fast. It evolves very, 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 very quickly, right? And it's just one of those things, because I know myself, especially if I look at French, French especially, boy oh boy it has been a long time since I have like traveled back to France or really spent any really done any kind of actions to refresh a lot of my vocabulary refresh the cultural references refresh the French learn about maybe some different things that have changed in the language that I haven't heard about like I don't know it's been a long time and I think it's something we it's not a conversation we have very often and it's interesting because this applies to all aspects of language, not just accent, not just vocabulary, not just slang, not just spoken things, but body language. And actually a lot of things in written language. Written language is where I really have um, not some qualms, not like a beef with it, not like any problems, but it's, this is where I'm really fascinated because with, with spoken language, what happens is as things change, the teachings, the teachings will often change with them. Like you can find content or like a video or, or maybe your teachers from France or from Spain or from whatever country and they know what's going on and they can talk to you about it. Like it's easy to, it's easier to keep up with changes in spoken language. What's interesting is to see how written language I find will sometimes be a little bit slower. Like if we look at it, like I'll give an example um, for myself from, from my own life. 
you know, I learned French, um, you know, let's say it's my, my French education started more in an educational environment and in a school environment. And in school, right, we'd write lots of essays, we'd write letters, we'd write, um, we'd write, I don't know, we'd write poems, we'd write things like that. But what's really fascinating is that nowadays we don't write that many letters. We, we just don't. We write emails, but emails are very different than letters. But we didn't spend time on, not a lot of time, not that I remember anyway, we didn't spend a lot of time on writing emails in French, right? What about emojis nowadays? Emojis are used so frequently when we type, even in, even in a more professional setting, even if I'm typing an email, a business email or an email to a, a, a client, an email to a, a company about something, there is a good chance I might use a smiley face. I might use a sad face. I might use some emo I, I, I might use some emojis. Like I've had very professional business individuals who who email me back with a smiley face, a sad like like it's so common, right? Or even like you know, it's funny when you look at letters, for example letters or even emails even emails let's use an email example and emails you know we're supposed to use like hi azrin hi so and so comma new paragraph write the body have a closing and then have a sig email signature that's the structure we're supposed to follow but so many people don't follow that structure anymore so many people literally just send a one-line email no hello they just type the email in the body and that's it it's it's interesting another little trend this one's not as common but seeing people use the subject line if it's a quick if it's a quick little response type it in the subject line hit send like i've seen that and that's not as common but i've seen that too so it's crazy writing conventions change they're changing there's a, and there's so many examples of these writing conventions changing oh my goodness right there's so many things in writing that change but the most fascinating thing about language or excuse me about writing written language for me is that the education around at least my experience so far, the education around the changes in writing are not, has not necessarily shifted. The, a lot of the schools still teach, have not evolved the teachings. Like it would be very interesting and maybe, and, and maybe this has happened, I haven't seen it, maybe it's happening in different cities. This is really in my micro experience. Um, so if, I, if you do have stories of other, you know, other, experiences if you have stories of this being different in other places which i'm sure it is different in a lot of places but i think it's probably the same in others in my city but in my personal experience from what i've seen you know they don't teach you how to write a blog post they just don't i haven't seen there's not in your english writing class a heavy focus on writing a blog post there isn't anything on writing what is different about writing a blog post on facebook versus writing a blog post on medium.com there's nuances to writing on both. Like, I'll give you a practical example. When you look at the standard paragraph, okay, the standard version of a paragraph, traditionally, the paragraph was used to separate different ideas. Let's look at an essay, for example. You have an introduction paragraph, right? Maybe it's six sentences, seven sentences, whatever, right? You have a chunk of, a chunk of text. Then we have another chunk of text, which is argument number one. And maybe argument number one is another six, seven sentences. Argument number two, argument number three, conclude. We have the structure. Now, you know, the paragraph still serves that function, but it serves another function as well. If I'm typing a long text on Facebook, okay, or on Instagram is a much better example. A lot of people on Instagram will write their blog posts in the 
in the like description section of the Instagram picture. Paragraphs are like two sent. It can often be like three sentences, one sentence. Like it can literally be short. Why? Because visually it is much easier to read. It's easier to read with those, some of those spacings, right? Are you following? And so why, why is that important? It's an important nuance because now a lot of the writing that we're doing, you know, let's, let's look at like a blog type thing or an essay or whatever. A lot of the writing we do might be blogging, Facebook, Instagram, um, you know, maybe it's an email, emails too, right? And we're not necessarily doing as many poems. We're not doing as many uh, essays. We're not doing as much of perhaps what, this again, that's my personal experience, we're not necessarily letters, right? We're not necessarily doing all the things that we're taught in school. We're writing in very different contexts. And yet we don't necessarily have the education around those different contexts. Not, and again, this is my personal experience. I don't know everywhere in the world, but this is just from what I've seen, from what I've heard, etc. So again, I am very curious if you have a different experience than me or even the same experience. I just want to get some context. So feel free to call in, feel free to hit me up on social media. Let me know. I'd be very curious to hear, right? And so writing is evolving as well very quickly. And unlike spoken language where someone, where I find that it is easier to keep up with the changes, with writing, you almost have to, like, you'd have to be looking for the changes. You'd have to notice, oh, like I did. Oh, on Facebook, people type like this. I'm going to do that. But an essay, you'd almost have to notice them yourself. And there's not necessarily a lot of stuff happening from what I've seen where it's easy for you to be like, oh, that's changed. This person's talking about this change or this teacher says this has changed because the teachers don't necessarily talk about that in my experience. So it's just so, it's just a completely fascinating topic for me. I could go on this topic forever. Um, Even on the writing front, there's so many things that are coming to mind, but uh, we've been going for 14 minutes. So let's wrap this up. Um, again, this is a topic I'd really, if you've never messaged me, if, you, if, I, if you've been listening to my, my, my podcast and we've never really engaged one-on-one, I love engaging one-on-one with my followers. Like it's a, it takes up a good chunk of my day every day to answer people's messages and everything. And I, I really enjoy it. So please send me a message, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. Those are probably three or calling into the show. If you listen to this on Anchor, the podcasting app. Um, one of those places at Polyglot Azarin, P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z-R-E-N, A-Z-R-E-N. Um, send me a message. I'd really love to hear from you. Um, and yeah, anyway, thanks for listening. We will talk later. Bye for now.